Hello there, Alaskans, wherever you are. Welcome to the Must Read Alaska Show. Coming to you from somewhere in Alaska. This is the place where we talk about, you guessed it, Alaska. Where we keep the mainstream media on their toes and where we are standing up for what's right and a world run by leftists. You can find out more by heading over to mustreadalaska.com and also checking out the Must Read Alaska YouTube channel for some really great content. But first, let's get this party started. Hi. Well, welcome everybody to the Must Read Alaska show. I'm your host, John Quick, coming to you live from somewhere in Alaska. I am in the awesome borough of the Kenai Peninsula, and it is trying to be sunny, a little drizzly, but we don't mind it. Our grass needed a little bit of greenness when it was sunny and 70 for two months there in the summer. So uh, folks have caught their fish, their bellies are full, and uh, they're headed back to Wasilla and Anchorage over the last couple of weeks. And, and I hope, hope folks enjoyed being on the Kenai Peninsula this summer. Um, we're happy to have you, and, and hopefully we'll have a, another awesome fishing summer next year. Uh, for those of you listening, we really appreciate you listening, watching, and reading Must Read Alaska. If you enjoy our app, the Must Read Alaska app, make sure to give us a good review. You can get the app if you go to the uh, iTunes store, the Android store, on any smartphone. Download the app for free. It's pretty awesome. News delivered right to the app without all the nonsense of trying to go through Safari or Chrome or seven different things to get to it. Um, it's free. It's free. And we put a lot of time, money, resources into it. We hope you enjoy it. And if you listen to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, and the list goes on and you enjoy it, also leave us a review. Those little reviews help us get and uh, reach more and more people organically every day, which we are always super excited about. But we have a very special guest today, Municipal Manager Amy Demboski of the, of the Municipality of Anchorage. Welcome to the Must Read Alaska show, Amy. Hey, Jonathan. It's good to see you. I'm so glad to be here with you. I think this is our first podcast together. This is, and this is pretty awesome. You are a living legend. The folks uh, that follow Must Read Alaska, they adore you. They think you're like basically a superhero to them. So um, you're in friendly territory here. We're, I'm very excited you're on the show. Uh, for folks that um, maybe, you know, been living under a rock, as I like to say, or in a closet or, you know, just had their heads poked in the sand. Tell us a little bit about who you are and, and you know, uh, what a municipal manager does. Oh, good. That's a good one. So I will say, you know, I, I grew up, I was a military kid. My dad was in the military and I graduated from Chugach High School. So I am a, Chug a Chugabilly, I say, heart through and through. Um, no, I grew up in Chugach Eagle River um, from about eighth grade on. Um, I went uh, to UAA, you know, I was in the military for a time and um, then I came back and my husband and I married and we have two kids and um, I spent a majority of my professional career, I would say the first 17 years or so um, in the medical field, dental specifically, and I built and managed corporations and dental corp. And then there was a time where I really started paying attention to Alaska politics. I didn't really know any politicians. I had never met one, but I started watching my tax bill and I started watching Anchorage assembly meetings. And then I started getting involved with my community council. And before you knew it, I spent almost six years on the Anchorage assembly representing Chugach Eagle River. And from there, I um, was, became the deputy chief of staff to Governor Dunleavy. And um, I, I served with him in the governor's office uh, for the first session that he was elected. And then I moved over to Commerce, where I ended up becoming the Deputy Commissioner of Commerce. 
And uh, when that's where we met, actually, was when I was in the governor's office. Um, yeah. So it was, you know, it was kind of a whirlwind of about 10 years of getting involved, starting with, you know, boards and commissions and community council and then the assembly. And then I ended up, you know, working for the state. Well, what I realized um, when Mayor Bronson was running for office and um, right after he won is, you know, he was coming into a very volatile political situation where the legislative body was very much opposed to what the you know executive branch that had just been elected was trying to forward. Um, so, you know, I knew I had a good relationship with many of the assembly members that were on there and I knew municipal government pretty well. So when he asked me to be his municipal manager, um, you know, I accepted that challenge and I came in and really what the municipal manager is responsible for, um, the city of Anchorage is a first class city, which means we have policing powers and taxing powers and all those things. And in our charter, it says the municipal manager is responsible to the mayor for the administration of government. So effectively, um, administering all municipal government here um, operations, so everything from the police department to the fire department, um, to, you know, public works and transit, all of those departments. We have about 26 departments here at the municipality. Um, some of them, a couple of them report directly to the mayor, but the majority of municipal operations are things that are, I'm responsible for. Um, and, you know, I, you can only do it because you have great employees that help you in that mission. And we have incredible directors that run their departments. And I just to get beside them and give them support and give direction where needed. And, you know, we run a city. Nice. Well, you know, oftentimes folks get it, don't get the opportunity to really have their dream job. I remember hearing you say that the being the municipal municipal manager was kind of a dream job uh, that you had. Describe for us what that felt like, you know, when Mayor Bronson calls you up and asks you to consider this job. Was it like a you know, aha, you know, the stars are aligning moment or was, or was this, you know, something where that was totally out of left field that you didn't even see coming? No, I would say I, I kind of saw it coming during his campaign. Um, I advised him on a lot of different municipal issues from everything from the port to tax policy, municipal law codes, you know, all the different land use codes. There's so many different facets of it. And um, so I advised him uh, often on policy and what the municipal code requires, what options he would have if he was faced with certain situations. So, you know, he had told me at one point that if he if he won, he's like, I'm going to be coming back and asking you this. <laughs> so I wasn't I wasn't surprised that he did. It was it, look, it's a big endeavor. And, you know, I, I've not hidden from anyone. My goal has always been, I, you know. When I got into municipal government as an assembly member, I always planned on staying in the private sector. I never really planned on becoming an administrator. And I got the chance to work with Mayor Sullivan's um, municipal manager, George Vakalis. And, and I just remembered watching him work and seeing that he was a problem solver. You know, he was somebody who you go to him as an assembly member and you have XYZ road project issues or a land use project issue. And he brought together stakeholders and he just solved problems. And to me, I remember having that aha moment working with him while I was on the assembly. I was about two years into the assembly. And I remember working with him and thinking, that's the job I want. I want his job. I nice. never asked thought it would be in the municipality of Anchorage. You know, I thought 
well, you know, you got to have a, you know, a conservative mayor um, that would, that would want a conservative municipal manager. And, you know, everybody debates whether Anchorage is purple, is Anchorage blue, is it really red? And we just don't get turnout. So those debates ever happened. And I always kind of laughed because I thought, who's going to take a chance on this girl from Chugiak, you know, but Mayor Bronson, he's like, nobody knows the city better than you do. He's like, I know you're good at operations. It's what you've done in your professional career. He's like, I want the best and I want you. So um, it was very humbling. It was, it was very humbling. And I was very thankful that um, he gave me the opportunity to um, step in and be part of his team. That's awesome. So oftentimes I think when conservatives, you know, get, get involved in uh, government, whether it's small town or, or big time government, they often, you know, are very critical of uh, what's happening in government. What, what to you were some actual positive surprises that you've seen uh, since you've been the municipal manager for the for the municipality of Anchorage? Well, I would say I would start with saying, you know, I, I had a benefit that others it did not have, especially new administrations when they step in. Um, as I stepped in and sat down on day one, I could start working because I was a very active assembly member. I think to this date, I'm probably the only person who's actually spent a day working at the landfill because I'm very much a, <laughs> let me see how to do it. Show me so I can understand. Um, and so I've had the opportunity for years, you know, to work with a lot of municipal employees. So I really wasn't surprised as to the le- level and caliber of services that are being provided, because we really have some great exceptional people that, you know, deliver these services every day. Um, so that didn't surprise me. But what did surprise me was when I sat down and started working, I was surprised how much I actually knew and had learned from my time on the assembly. Not every assembly member is as engaged. You know, you have some that will be really dig into topics and others just show up and vote. And everybody's different, not right or wrong, just different. Um, and for me, I was a very hands-on. I was, I was, I remember one department I walked into um, when I was on the assembly for probably the first two weeks. Uh, as I walked in, I was surrounded by like five supervisors because they're like, what are you doing here? We never see assembly members. I think those days have changed. And I think we have a lot more people that have been engaged, but to me, I'm a very hands-on person. So I had, I was really surprised with how much I actually knew and remembered. And, um, but you know, there's another whole level of surprise. And when I start to see how this frankly assembly behaves, it was really shocking to me to see just the level of political vitriol. And uh, no matter how many good ideas Mayor Bronson has, just because it's coming from Mayor Bronson, they're going to receive a level of um, resistance. And that's just a factual reality. And um, so that that has actually really surprised me. So what are some things that you hope to accomplish um, while you're there as the municipal manager? Is is there any sort of big aha things that, you know, you can share with us that you that the administration hopes to accomplish while you're there? Sure. I would say none of this is going to surprise you more than likely because Mayor Bronson ran on certain things and he intends to deliver. So, you know, um, the Port of Anchorage has been something that everybody across the state has heard this mayor talk about, this administration talk about. And um, so I really do believe you're going to see a really effective port project moving forward. And granted, it's a multi-year project. We know that. But I think you're going to see an effective push forward to get it on a path to completion. So I'm very excited about that. I think that's the mayor's number one priority. Um, you know, I drive around Anchorage 
uh, many, many hours in a week. And one thing I'll say is if you drive around Anchorage right now and you look, you do not see the level of tents and campers and people defecating on the sidewalks that I remember seeing uh, when Ethan Berkowitz was mayor. You know, I remember driving around Third Avenue when Ethan was mayor and it almost looked like, you know, ground zero. There's 50 tents sidewalk and you just don't see that anymore and you won't see that covered in the media either you're not going to see them run a story saying hey look at the improvement um you know they're going to whine and complain about you know a bear or two that go you know wandering through a campground but they're not going to report on the 15 bears that wandered through government hill or that went in your your neighbor's yard in south anchorage you know so they do pick and choose their stories and and you have to just, you just have to take it with a grain of salt. I always say, you know, if you're paying attention to the media, you're taking your eyes off your mission. So for me, I honestly don't care what the media says. The more they, the more I know I'm on target. So bring it. Yeah. Yeah. You seem to be, you know, for folks that have been paying attention, you're like Teflon. Nothing sticks to you in terms of what the media is going to throw, you know, sling or, or a bad press at you or any of your staff. Um, what do you say to folks as, you know, some encouragement uh, for, you know, maybe folks that are considering to, you know, run for school board or run for the assembly or get involved in a community council? Um, do you have any advice to them as you have, you know, I think at one point the Anchorage Daily News editorial board called for you to be fired. How do you bounce back so quickly? It seems like it doesn't even phase you. It doesn't because I don't read it. It's nonsense. And so when, you know, I had to laugh because I do have friends, contrary to what they will tell you, I have friends sides of the aisle. And I, I remember over a weekend when that article or when that editorial came out, I remember getting a text from a couple of people on the left saying, hey, are you OK? Uh, and I'm thinking it's a great Saturday. Why wouldn't I? Be- <laughs> it, editorial. And I'm like, dude, I haven't even read it. Like, I don't care. Because again, the people that read the ADN and the people that are writing that propaganda, the reality is no matter what good things you do, they are not going to report it. They're only going to talk about the negative because they have a political agenda. So, you know, I I applaud them for trying, but it's just not going to bother me. But, you know, I think this job is not for everyone. And whether it is working as a director, working on the school board or the city manager or the mayor or on the assembly. The reality is, if you're going to get into this game, you can make a difference. One person can make a difference. You just have to bumps along the way. But if you keep your eye on the ball and you keep just very focused on your mission, I think you can make it make a major difference. Take Jamie Allard, for example. You know, Jamie stepped up. She she ran for state house first and then she ran for assembly. But she is so tenacious and she just keeps at it and keeps at it. And I would argue the reason you see Mayor Bronson in office today is because of the groundwork that Jamie Allard led during the COVID shutdowns. She raised people's awareness. She was telling people what the assembly was doing. She turned people out to vote and and not only to vote, she turned people out at assembly meetings, even though, you know, they locked them out, but people were paying attention. And when people started paying attention, they didn't like what they saw. And that is what led to Mayor Bronson being elected because they realized the direction this assembly and this, you know, Berkowitz administration are going is not good for the municipality of Anchorage. It's not good for the taxpayers. It's not good for the residents. And they wanted a change. 
And so I, I do think one voice can make a difference. And I've seen it in my own career. Look, I literally knew no one in politics in 2010. <laughs> I had in 2010, look how like short time that was. I knew no one. And I stepped up to serve on a board and commission for the state. And I served on the Judicial Conduct Commission. Governor Parnell announced me. I put my application in just like everybody. And I got a call from the governor's office and said, hey, you know, we want to interview for this board and commission. I interviewed, didn't know anything really about um, politics. I, I mean, I've watched politics. I've always been a super voter, but I hadn't been running in any political circles. And here you have, you know, three years later, I'm effectively on the Anchorage Assembly. And then five years after that, I'm deputy chief of staff to the governor. I mean, and now here I sit as a municipal manager. So my point is anybody can be involved as much as they want to be involved if they just roll up their sleeves and get to work. I love it. So let's talk about a couple practical things. You know, uh, let's say you're, you know, you're going to have folks in Anchorage listening to this and they're going to be like, I got a pothole or my property taxes are too high. What are some ways in which not only disgruntled Anchorage folks, but, you know, can make their voices heard? is, you know, I know you guys have a website. Is there places they can call in? Can they stop into city hall to talk to people? What are avenues that the everyday citizen can use to just engage with stuff that their tax dollars are going towards? Well, I would say there's there's multiple avenues. Um, number one, you can always stop by the mayor's office. Uh, you know, it, if you come down to city hall, it's on the eighth floor. The mayor's office is on one side of the, of the floor and the manager's office is on the other side of the floor. And if you come into any of our offices, we can help you. Uh, people can also go to muni.org. And if they have issues, you can report potholes there. You can you know, reach out to departments if you have specific issues regarding to plowing or any of those things. And I think we have a pretty user-friendly website. Um, the other thing, and, and I might have to take a screenshot and give it to you later, but I'll hold it up so people kind of can see it. But you can see all these phone numbers we have for reporting potholes. We have everything to yes. graffiti busters. I mean, so I'll take a screenshot of that so you can have it. But on the back of it, there's all these. That's just my business card because those are the most frequent um, numbers people call. But, you know, the, that's why I say people can be very involved. But usually when you're starting to see substantial things work through the assembly, oftentimes you'll see them work through community councils. So I can't undermine. I, I can't underline enough how um, valuable it could be to get involved with your community council because they really are probably the first line of knowing what is going on at the municipality. And um, if you want to learn where your community council is, you can go to Federation of Community Councils. Just Google that. You know, Anchorage Federation of Community Councils, and it'll pop up. It'll populate to their website, and every community council in Anchorage and Eagle River and Girdwood. Um, is listed there. And then you can get connected with your community council that way. Nice. Well, Amy, I really appreciate you joining us on the Must Read Alaska show today. Is there anything else you want to leave the listeners with as before we head off here? Yeah, I would just say, you know, I think sometimes people get disheartened when they see negative story after negative story. And what I will tell you is uh, Mayor Bronson and his executive team are very focused on accomplishing the mission and the reasons why the voters elected him. You know, we're, we're focused on making sure that the streets get plowed, that cops respond when there's, you know, calls for service, that if you have a medical emergency, the fire department shows up. We're cleaning 
town and we're we're actively and aggressively trying to clean up uh frankly the budget mess that this administration was left and we are making headway um so i think sometimes people see the stories that are run by some of the more progressive outlets and they think oh they're just you know they're suffering we're not we're we're very focused on what we're doing we're going to accomplish the mission and uh you know, it is a very exciting time, actually, to be in an administration like this, because every day we're seeing wins internally and we're seeing um, we're seeing progress. Um, so I would just say if you hear if you hear otherwise, just take the source with a grain of salt and recognize that, you know, more than likely there's a political spin that's being applied to it. And I just want to reiterate there is, uh, you know, one of the conversations that has happened about Centennial Campground. Um, there is no crisis over there. It is not a humanitarian crisis. I really want to emphasize the, the fact that the majority of people that are at that campground came from other illegal camping options in Anchorage, and they didn't have toilets. They didn't have showers. They didn't have electricity. They didn't have 24-hour security, and they didn't have free Wi-Fi. So when people say that we've made their condition so much worse, frankly, they're lying to you. It's not true. We, you know, a lot of these people, and I'm in that campground every single day, a lot of these people that are over there are thanking us for the opportunity to have some sort of resource. Um, and case managers from the Salvation Army and other um, nonprofit partners have been over there to provide assistance and help to people who want it. Um, but I will tell you, the mayor is very focused on improving the lives of all Anchorage residents. Um, whether they're politically aligned with him or not, it doesn't matter to him. That never enters his calculus. He just wants to make the city a better place. He wants to bring business back and he wants to see us be a vibrant economic hub again. And I think it's possible. It is possible. So just keep up the hope and faith. And, and I would just say, you know, we appreciate people, um, you know, showing up to assembly meetings, writing in when you have your opinions to assembly members and to the administration every single one of those emails that come into the administration are read. And so we just want to say thank you for that. And we truly appreciate the support. Awesome. Well, you're doing an awesome job, Amy. Keep up the good work. And uh, we wish you nothing but uh, success and uh, Godspeed as you, uh, you know, go up against what seems like uh, sometimes we are outnumbered. But I think a lot of folks are rooting for the conservative movement. They just have jobs during the day and they got families and soccer games and all those kinds of things. And sometimes don't have time to show up to stuff, but it doesn't mean they don't support the work that's going on. So keep up the good work. And uh, for those of you uh, listening in, make sure to give us a uh, a nice review if you like uh, listen to the Mustard Alaska show on iTunes, Pandora, Spotify, or any of their channels. And uh, also make sure to tune into us tomorrow. I'm going to be having uh, Pastor of Anchorage Baptist Temple on the Mustard Alaska show. It's going to be pretty awesome. Pastor Ron is going to be on with me, and we're going to be talking all things church, politics, and Jesus. So, you know, you get those three things in the mix. It seems like it's going to be a fun time. So until next time, thank you so much again for tuning in. And Amy, thank you so much for being a guest today. Until next time from somewhere in Alaska, I'm John Quick signing off. Thank you so much.